News Department of The Observer, this is The Recap. I'm Ryan Peters, and I'll be hosting this episode of The Observer's News Podcast, serving Notre Dame, St. Mary's, and Holy Cross. Over the past week, the university has witnessed a significant drop in the number of positive COVID-19 cases. The seven-day moving average has fallen to 18.7 cases after over two weeks with it hovering in the 30s. On February 17th, Vice President for Student Affairs Aaron Hoffman-Harding and Vice President for Campus Safety and University Operations Mike Seaman announced a suspension of all in-person student activities and a ban on students from entering other residence halls through at least March 1st. As of March 4th, there is still no update on when in-person student activities will resume. Now, time for this week's major news stories. As of Thursday, February 25th, a letter calling on the university to revise campus policies in order to improve student mental health had 1,576 signatures. Students make up the majority of the signatories, but the letter also has significant support from parents and community members. Here's Associate News Editor Alyssa Guffey, who reported on the story. The primary aims of the letter are for the university leadership to relax the dorm visitation policies, allow student organizations to hold in-person events, and revise the lack of due process in the campus compact in order to improve students' mental health on campus. Matthew Fisher, a freshman in Bomber Hall, signed the letter with the belief that the current restrictions make it too difficult for students to connect with friends. Kind of being told, no, you can't do that, you can't do that. It's just like really like tolling, taxing, because you're trying to make new friends and relationships just coming straight out of high school. And so just kind of, I guess, being disappointed, but also like when you're trying to reach out and then everything, there's just like always a roadblock. Fisher's roommate, James DeMaria, shared a similar sentiment, saying the current COVID guidelines are not conducive to strong student mental health. In regards to mental health, I think it, a lot of what people are struggling with is like feeling confined and feeling isolated and not being able to make like, new friends. In an email obtained by The Observer, Vice President for Student Affairs Aaron Hoffman-Harding responded to the letter saying the university shares the petitioner's concern for student well-being and provides an array of mental health services available to students. Other figures in the Notre Dame community responded to the letter, including political science professor Jim McAdams. McAdams called the letter's requests disturbing and dangerous and said the current restrictions are in place to protect students. In more COVID news. Philosophy professor Dr. Megan Sullivan wrote an article published in Psychology Today urging people to change their mindset regarding the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, to news writer Bella Laufenberg with coverage of the story. Dr. Megan Sullivan has spent her career studying the human perception of time, so she used her expertise to write an article, now published in Psychology Today, in which she calls on readers to use mental time travel as a way to get through the remainder of the pandemic. Sullivan uses mental time travel to describe humans' ability to think outside of the present. One of the things that makes it really special to be a human being is that we can do this kind of mental time travel. We can kind of bounce around and we imagine our lives as like having these really long, spread out extensions in time. Sullivan's decision not to spend Christmas with her family due to the pandemic inspired her article. She said people need to use this idea of mental time travel so they fully consider the future benefits of a difficult decision. She said this is especially relevant during the ongoing pandemic. But we want to make sure that when we are um, when we're not like paying enough attention to the future or not being willing to make big enough sacrifices now for a great future, mm-hmm. that we are paying attention to the stuff that really matters, like the risk and uncertainty. To wrap things up, we'll turn our attention to a petition calling for an investigation by the Vatican into the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, the USCCB, for alleged partisanship. 
The petition has over 21,500 signatories, with 28 of them being Notre Dame professors. Here's news writer Maria Luisa Paul with the story. Faithful America, a grassroots, non-governmental Christian organization, called for an investigation into the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, USCCB, after a National Catholic Reporter editorial accused the USCCB of, quote, stunch Republican support, end quote. President of the USCCB, Most Reverend Jose Gomez, sparked outrage after releasing a statement on Inauguration Day in which he mentioned there will be, quote, areas of strong opposition, end quote, towards the Biden administration. So there were some notes of hope in the statement, I think, but we weren't going to not say anything about uh, his positions on some very fundamental values of our faith, and he is Catholic. Um, so we talked about abortion and marriage and religious freedom. Um, and I don't know how we could not talk about it. It wouldn't be true. I mean, we have to be authentic teachers, but we're not going to like be silent about the truths that we hold dear. That was Most Reverend Kevin Rhodes, Bishop of Fort Wayne South Bend and Chairman of the USCCB's Committee on Doctrine. While some like Rhodes supported Gomez's statement, others criticized it. Chicago Cardinal Blaise Supich called the statement ill-considered. Professor of German Language and Literature and concurrent professor of philosophy, Mark Roche, also took issue with Gomez's statement. I haven't seen a consistent set of Catholic statements uh, independently of partisanship. When the Democratic administration came in, certainly the church is right uh, to uh, say it disagrees uh, with the uh, pro-choice position of the uh, Democratic Party, which has increased, in fact, mm-hmm. over the years. But there are so many issues where the Democratic uh, policies line up very well <laughs> with Catholic positions. And just as we didn't hear enough criticism of the Republican administration, we don't hear enough praise of um, the uh, Democratic position. Professor of American Democracy and chairperson of the Political Science Department, David Campbell, warns that the increased polarization surrounding abortion and the church's strong stance on the issue links Catholicism with the Republican Party and puts the church in, quote, a dangerous position, end quote. People are going to remember the position that's taken and, uh, you know, if the bishops are going to emphasize abortion and abortion lines up with one party, then many reasonable people will infer, well, that must mean that the Catholic Church is supporting the Republican Party. That's all for this episode of The Recap. Special thanks to news writers Alyssa Guffey, Bella Laufenberg, and Maria Luisa Paul. Join us next week for a new summary of the major headlines on the Notre Dame, St. Mary's, and Holy Cross campuses. Signing off from the Observer News Department, I'm Ryan Peters.